Welcome to True Heart, the second episode in a lengthy two-week uh, podcasting session. And by two weeks, I mean we've done two episodes and I'm still here. So, yeah, the longest podcast I've ever done ever. It's and, the longest podcast I've ever done ever. Yeah. And this is Alex, by the way. Hi. And today we are going to talk about... Uh, well, let's talk about that Chaco Laco challenge you just did. Okay, that's a Chaco prelim- Loco. That's a preliminary thing we've done. So, if you haven't seen it, we posted a pretty amazing video mm-hmm. on Facebook. It's a, it's probably the best eight minutes you'll ever you'll ever enjoy. And let's be real, ladies, <laughs> how many how many quality eight minutes do we do we have in our life? I have just given that to you with myself and David. Hey. I've I could do quality work in two minutes. Am I right, baby? Uh, yeah, Am I right? Yeah. Woo. yeah. All right. So you got to check that out. So okay. So let's dive into this for a second. So a company called Fuego Spice Companies created the Choco Challenge. Um, it's spicy chocolate infused with the Black Reaper pepper. That just sounds horrible. But it helps prostate cancer. So if you care about your ass, and I think we all do. You're going to want to check this this challenge out. Yeah. Actually, um, every single box that you purchase, they will donate $5 to fight against prostate cancer. I guess they do this because you're going to blow everything out of that area later. And plus, it's a great joke, too. So, I mean, like, if you ever want to prank one of your friends, uh, just put it there and watch the fireworks. And, okay, let's be real. This is a great Mother's Day gift, right? It is. I mean... We- hey, Mom. So, um, okay, so... Let's talk about how, you know, so how is it for you? Because I can only talk about my own personal experience, but how is it for you? I was well, just... I've done a few of the hot, I've done a few of the hot challenge things. I've now done. you have. So let's talk, before we talk about the Chaco cha- uh, Coco Loco, tell us about the other ch- uh, challenges you've done. I did the hot chip challenge. Okay. Which surprisingly was about the same thing. It was, it was pretty hot, um, but it was actually like that painful daggers in the mouth feeling. Like, like I never went, oh, this is hot. No. <coughs> I've had jalapenos in my mouth. And I was like, oh, man, this is what fire feels like. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. had the hottest wings at um, oh, with that, the wing place. I can't think of what it's called. Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings? Thank you. And I mean, that, I was like, oh, man, that is hot. Mm-hmm. But this just felt like someone took it like a little pin and started stabbing on the top of my mouth, which is never, oh, it's never a pleasant feeling. No. Um, yeah. But, but overall, you felt like you did okay. I, yeah. I mean, I only drank like three bottles of whatever it was in front of me. <laughs> I only needed to spit my spit cup like twice. Now, for me, it was an intense feeling of fire from the moment I started. It, it got in my mouth. Um, it, was, it was never to a point where I was just like, it was unbearable. It, I never felt that, but it was consistently uncomfortable. And it was, um, I, I was uncomfortable the entire time. So, you know, but I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think it was, it pushed me, pushed me mentally. Um, and I'm glad I did it. I have no regrets about it. None at all. Um, the video much. is gold, don't you think? <laughs> it really is. Um, I think we posted it about uh, 35 minutes ago, and we already have close to 90 views. Which is why we do things, of course. No, but I think that's pretty impressive. You know what it is? People like to see people suffer. I think everyone's glutton for punishment. And people like to see people help each other. I mean, because, yes, we were in agony, but now <laughs> we got to help ass cancer, and which is why I do things, to help out ass cancer. Prostate cancer is important. It is. Uh, a lot of people enjoy their prostate, and that's a very, very terrible cancer it's cancer so we helped with that and and honestly it's another point of what we talk about Mm self-health i mean it's always important to check out your check yourself out and know your body yep so that way if you know something's wrong you can address it sooner 
And that actually brings us to our main topic. And I'm sorry, before we get to the main topic, I just want to let you viewers know, um, you know, we had some comments about the audio, which was a little crap last week. Mm-hmm. We're already taking a step forward, as you can hear the audio is a little bit better this week, and we're, uh, we're getting very professional equipment brought in soon. Yep. You know, I, it might be an air quote, but it seems very professionally, so I'm going to go with that. No, yep. No, so yeah, the, last week was our first try. You know, we did our best, but sometimes it doesn't always work. So yay. And so the main thing is this week is the topic is the immense pain of failure, but how it can be transformed into an immense bliss when you've redeemed the failure. When you redeem the failure. And it's a very specific type of pain. When you try something and it just burns your ass, and then like that regret, that weight that's on you because you've botched it. Right. And then when you face it again, and then you even, you know, just that alone by itself is just an awful you know, place to be. So, and kind of how people deal with it, how... Yep. And how you can deal with it. Because there's, everyone's failed. I mean, I could probably count on all of my body cells how many times i failed and all sorts of things. But right. And it's just, it's important how you deal with it when it happens. Right. So, so our focal point will be Alex and her diving certification. Um, well, really her diving career, if you will. Whatever. Whatever gets her in the water, right? <laughs> So yep. tell us, like, the the first time. Yep. Walk us through that, like, walk us through the buildup of how you got to that dive, and then walk us through that, that seminal moment, that very important moment that you know I'm referring to. Yes. Okay, so I'll just take a quick step back. So David, for Christmas, got me a, um, uh, you know, purchased my diving certification, which means that I had to go to school, and then, of course, do training in a pool, and then I went and did a, a you know, an actual open water uh, dive in order to complete everything. So um, for the most part, everything went really well in the pool. And then David and I went to Blue Grotto and um, we got in the water. And for me... And there's a lot of stuff there we want to go over. Yeah. So in the pool was about 18 feet deep. So yeah. And it, it seems like a lot to say 18 feet, but it's like when you're down 18 feet in a pool, I mean, you're looking all around you. It, it's A number is one thing, but when you're down there... It like, is. It, that's a surreal experience. That's a, to be underwater for the first time, breathing is an experience I can't really describe, and that was really cool, um, really cool. But you know, so first of all, I want to make something very clear. You know, I, um, you know, this wasn't this really. Uh, you know, what happened to me was more of a comedy of errors on my part. It was just me not being, um, you know, fully. Uh, you know, f- fully understanding what I was doing, obviously. So, um, which is a good point. So, I mean, whenever possible, you know, a little research on the thing you're doing beforehand can right. can knock some of the errors. But, I mean, there are so many things in life where you may not have a chance to do any research, or there's so many right. things you in life where, in. and then you just move dive forward, in. dive in. Dive in. <laughs> but there's so many things in life that you can't even uh research i mean it's a do i mean you're how many times would your research ever prepare you for diving in the water i mean all the words all the videos did, yeah. would any of that really been no. a thing for when no, you got you in the ha- water you have to experience it and it you know it's very surreal seeing you know dropping down breathing underwater seeing the fish seeing the uh, seeing the turtles. So, you know, my first time, um, my first time was, was a bit of a struggle for me, um, outside of the pool. Um, I, I did not weight myself properly. And I think that was probably, you know, I would say 
maybe 50% of my problem. And also, when she said she didn't weigh herself properly, what happens is, because of the equipment you wear, because of body fat, your body wants to stay on the surface, which is why if you're ever swimming and you, you, know, you can't swim, don't move. Just you know, your body will stay floating. So in order to get past that, you have to basically put weights on you. Yeah, to displace the water so that so you can go down. You displace. Nice. You, are, you yeah, pay attention. Nice. I'm fairly smart. Look at you. So then you put water, I mean, you put weights on yourself so that basically you will ignore what the water says and you'll just fall and fall until you can move well, around like you're like an astronaut. More like float. Well, you will get to yeah. fall the first 10 feet, but it's not like you're falling out of a plane. <laughs> no. Um, so when I said I wasn't weighted properly, I just, I was weighted more towards my back. So um, I was not, you know, so when I was doing my tasks and everything, I wasn't stable and steady under, under the water and that caused me um, to be a little unstable. And, and then... when she says tasks, by the way, too, I'm here to translate everything. We're, we got this. So when she says tasks... There's a lot of great things you underwater. Like you prepare for stuff. Like if your goggles fly out of your mouth, you prepare for out of your mouth. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you have goggles in your mouth, babe? You, you have you, eyeballs in your face. You do it if you do it the right way. Mm, okay. You prepare for everything. Like if even if your equipment just flies into the water, or if your goggles yeah, just you prepare flip for away. everything. Yeah. And then I'll sometimes take my fins off, go wandering around the water, but only in like lakes and stuff where there's no bottom life. Don't walk on the ocean floor coral reefs are important they need to be protected and loved yes so now so, so paint us a picture you're walking to, to the blue grotto which blue grotto is a river in well it's a lake really it's in, a river yes everything's a river if you try hard enough <laughs> okay pocahontas <laughs> where um it's it's in williston and it's this very spacious uh basically body of water which people used to um to train on yeah so you get there and you see this little body of water and walk us through that when you just start descending into the ocean or the body of water the blue stuff for me um it was not a pleasant at that time if i'm going to be really honest and we really want you to be my um my goggles were not um uh were murky so i wasn't seeing very well i was weighted back heavy so i couldn't stand or kneel properly to do my to, to do what I was supposed to do for my training. So for me, it, that moment for me was, was not, was not very pleasant the first time. And that was simply because I wasn't as prepared for me as I needed to be. Um, that in turn made me, uh, now of course, yes, if I were to separate all of that and tell you about sinking underwater, um, and seeing the fish float around you, like, you know, that's quite incredible, but, um, you know, so I, I, I wasn't doing too good. And then, um, and then I also made probably, you know, the worst mistake you can ever make when it comes to diving. And I came up, I came up too quickly. So the problem with that is, so let's just say you're, cause in this case she was 50, about 50 feet down. If you come up to the surface, like a rocket, like if you just Mary Poppins and take like a, like a umbrella, just rise and rise and rise. What happens is when you're breathing in air from the tank, they're like little nitrogen bubbles flowing around, floating little around. Little what floating. bubbles? Nitrogen. Okay. That's what I said. I know words. I know, I know lots of words. I'm the Look at you getting so defensive. I know the wordiest words of all the words. Mm, okay. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> but what happens is if you rise, rise too fast, the nitrogen bubbles explode like big balloons, and yep. they have nowhere else to go except for out of you like a machine gun, basically. Yep. Pop, and pop, pop, and pop, what does this cause? Uh, what is this called on a basic level? 
I mean, you'd probably refer to it as the bends. The bends. And what's scary about the bends is the bends can kill you. Is that correct? Well, they certainly did their best with you. Ugh, yeah. So, so let's. You want to talk about that? So let's let's talk about like when you like talk about how you, when you came up, like walk me through that experience. Yeah. So I came up out of the water and I was looking. I was looking right at you. Remember, babe? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I, I started to cry because I didn't feel well. Um, and I was still in the water at that point. And then as I was getting out of the water, because our training was done, we were done for the day. And as I was getting out of the water, I became extremely disoriented, um, couldn't see very well, couldn't walk very well. And I was extremely nauseous. Um, or actually, no, the nausea didn't hit till later. So at that point, it was just confusion, disorientation, couldn't really see. It was quite scary. I thought maybe I was having motion sickness because I suffer from motion sickness. That's what David thought as well. So we all thought this was going to pass pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I was pretty much incapacitated by the time we got to like our bench and we were taking our stuff off. So bless David's heart, he actually packed up both his and mine. Which is which is a lot of work. If you've ever tried moving a bunch of gear for anything, it's like packing up a drum set without the fun part. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> It wasn't pleasant, but I, I couldn't do anything. Um, and at that, so again, I, I you know, I, I think we both thought that it was just going to pass and it was just going to be motion sickness. I've had plen- motion sickness plenty of times, right? I've ridden roller coasters, like I get it. So then we got in the car and I lay down and I just don't get any better. As a matter of fact, I, I pretty much get pretty uh, worse mm-hmm. um, to the point where... Everything was spinning. Everything was moving. I was nauseous. And David started getting worried. So this was really an epic fail, like, completely. And it really sucked because I'd worked so hard, you know, to try to dive. And I made some key mistakes in the in the diving um, arena. And, um, again, I was training. We all understand that. But so, anyway, um, I was really ill. I was really ill. We had to cancel the second dive, which means I didn't get my certificate, which means I did not become a diver. Uh-uh. David got me home, got me in bed, and, and it was a really rough night. Um, yeah, it was really rough. And then, yeah, and then I all of a sudden I go to sleep. After I check out her every few hours, make sure she didn't die or anything. Cause I'd be so uncomfortable to move a body. I have to dig something outside, and then it would just be lots of shoveling. And ugh. So I made sure she didn't die on me. And then I get a wake. I get a little tap on my shoulder, like three o'clock in the morning. How? So how? So when you woke me up at three, how'd you feel? Like my head was gonna pop open. Mm. Like an M M&M. and M. Like an M and M. M and M's pop open if you try hard enough. They don't melt in your. They melt in your mouth. Mm. Okay, so let's just like a popcorn kernel. Fine. That's what it felt like. All right, whatever. Like Jeff. an M M&M. and M. Whatever, Jiffy. <laughs> <laughs> like a popcorn, Jiffy. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Jiffy, let's have a popcorn. Jiffy is, um, honey, Jiffy is peanut butter. No, Jiff is a peanut butter, honey. <laughs> I did a head wag at her. Jiffy is peanut is a uh, popcorn. Jiff is, I mean, they're both delicious. I promise you, they're both delicious. All right, whatever. So basically, we, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. But but now, how did you feel like that for those few days? Like when you like. I mean, it, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of, I mean, it, you know, at, you know, originally I was scared. And then after a while it was like, I felt kind of bad about the whole situation. Like I wanted, I, I don't like things to beat me. You know, I don't want things to get to me. Um, 
when I do things, I do them. I've done Tough Mudder. I've done a half marathon. You know, I've done, you know, runs at Disney at one o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, I've, you know, I traveled for 53 days by myself all over Europe. Like I don't, when I do things, I do them. So this was, it kind of weighed on me. And of course, you know, David, David did urge me on and a lot of other, I talked to a lot of people and, um, so walk, walk me through like that sad feeling, like, cause why did you feel that it beat? Like, how did that feel to know that you got beat by diving? Well, you know, so I can no longer ride roller coasters because my body does not allow me to do it. That is a very sad thing. Um, I get very ill on roller coasters and I no longer get to enjoy them. Mm-mm. So I, and, and that is a sadness. I mean, when I say, when I say a sadness, it truly is like, I loved roller coasters, but I can't ride them anymore. So, um, I kind of chalked it up to, that's what diving was for me was just another thing that my body was not going to allow me to do. However, the more I talked to people, the more I realized that, um, Maybe there was a few small tweaks, a few small errors that could be adjusted with a little bit more training. Um, Things could, you know, that situation could have been very different for me. Which brings us to the next point then. If if something beats you, it's always important to try to look at it from a different perspective. Right. And different perspectives can be found through, usually I look for people who are smarter than me in the subject I'm looking on. Like, for example, I know nothing about operating a nuclear reactor. I mean, I'll give it a shot, see what happens, but, you know. I always try to find someone who's much smarter than me, either living or on the internet or anything, to, to gather different perspectives, different information. And for me specifically, having information is the greatest sell well, to fear. Knowledge is power. Yes. And, and, and actually, actually, I think it was Oprah that most recently said the, the greatest truth you ever, or the greatest power you ever have is your ultimate truth. And that, you know, absolutely. Yeah, it is. And then, so we're going to take a, we're actually going to end part one right now. Mm. 18 minutes. I don't want to drone on for f- five hours. Maybe we'll take a break. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> um, so, so basically. Yeah, people, so to people, be continued, da, da, da. Exactly. What, yeah, what actually pe- happens to Alex? I don't <laughs> think she's going to make it. Yeah, this is, I'm so, coming from the beyond. So uh, if this is a, <laughs> one of those TLR, TLDR, which is too long, didn't read, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to fail, but to get rid of some of the failure, training, if you can, research on the topic that you're going to try, information on the topic you're going to try, um, and ask people who are smarter than you to gather information. Well, and I also want to make one thing clear. I think the ultimate failure is never trying. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And really, the the best way to, to overcome anything is to be aware of yourself. If you understand yourself on a deep level mm-hmm. you know yep yeah you gotta be self-aware if you're living your truest self which is the point of true heart then you could throw yourself in any situation and you know come out okay with it yeah. um so you know just know yourself know your limits and then evolve past them and then to figure out if alex did that come to part two you want to do an outro or anything an outro yep uh, just subscribe on anchor and, uh, you know, obviously keep a lookout on our social medias because we'll, be, uh, we'll be posting it as well. But thanks for all your support. Bye. Bye.